It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Good evening to our audiences tonight and welcome to another fantastic edition of Time with Fred. I, I am really honored tonight to have with me two special ladies joining me um, to really talk about something that is impacting what we're going through today. We're going to be talking about living on the other side of yes. Living on the other side of yes. So I have with me tonight uh, Macy Delval and I have with me uh, Missy Washam, right? Did I say that correctly? You got, it. You got bit, it. Yeah, just share a little bit about who they are. So let's start with Missy was born with a passion for uh, people and a giftedness to encourage, inspire, and motivate others to be the best self. Uh, she's an educator turned entrepreneur who now owns a physical fitness franchise for children called Teens of Tomorrow. Missy is a certified and licensed John Maxwell speaker, trainer, and coach. Uh, she also holds the honor of serving John C. Maxwell as a senior program advisor for his team of global leaders. Uh, empowering women is very close to Missy's heart through retreats, keynotes, masterminds, coaching sessions, and training events. Missy aspires to help individuals connect the dots between their passion and purpose to reach their full potential. She's co-founder and executive director for Soul Sisters Ministry, which encourages women of faith from all over the world. Her work with this ministry inspired Missy to write a devotional book for women entitled, Because He Said So. And this is gonna be released in the fall of 2020. I can't wait to get that one now, Missy, even though I'm not a woman, but I'd love to get it. <laughs> I'll send you one, I'll send you one, Fred. Thank you. And also uh, with a children's book called, uh, I Did That On Purpose. Living an intentional life is very important to Missy. She believes that we can all live our best life when we step outside of our comfort zone on purpose. Welcome to Time with Fred tonight, Missy. Thank you, Fred. I'm so glad to be here with, with you and Macy. My pleasure. And my second guest is uh, Macy Del Val. Uh, Macy joins us tonight from Palm City, Florida. Uh, she lives with her husband and two sons. Um, Macy is a children's book author and also a certified John Maxwell coach, speaker, trainer. Uh, and also works, works alongside John Maxwell as a senior program advisor. Uh, Macy's clients um, are those who are willing and able. She enjoys seeing the light bulb switch on her clients who are stuck in the proverbial box and looking to get out. Realize that instructions they were looking for inside of the box are actually taped to the outside. Uh, Macy believes it's her purpose to be the steward of her client's dreams. As a speaker, trainer, Macy helps clients move forward through what may be holding them back, um, especially the mind uh, that plays tricks on us if we allow it. Um, Macy inspires people um, to be the best they can be. She's also an author. Macy, what was the title of your book? Uh, the book is called Goodnight Oscar. That Oscar. I wrote when our dog died. So uh -huh. just as a children's book to help children deal with and not just children adults to deal with the loss of a pet that's fantastic so yeah. as you can see these are two uh special women very knowledgeable and well rest to be talking to us about living on the other side of yes yes and i think it's really important ladies especially considering what we're going through right now right saying yes um may sometimes stretches a little bit we may have to go out of our comfort zone to say yes to things that we may not even be mentally spiritually or even emotionally prepared for what would you say maybe i'll start with you uh macy what does it mean to live on the other side of yes 
I think for me, it's just saying yes when it feels right um, on some level. You know, it's not saying yes to everything all the time, but we know that fear could hold us back from doing the things that we want to do or that we need to do to fulfill our passion, our purpose, our dreams. So living on the other side of yes is this realization that opportunity and abundance lie outside of our comfort zone. It lies on the other side of what we're doing right now. So it's really this almost, for some people, a reconditioning, a reframing of what's going on so that you feel good about saying yes when maybe your first answer would be no. And the no comes from the fear and the uncertainty, but the yes is the abundance and the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's powerful. Missy, any thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, this is, this is what we do. I think it has to become a mindset, right? You have to choose when, when you're standing there with the decision of yes or no. And it, as Macy said, it feels right. It aligns with your values. It, it is an alignment with, with you moving forward. It, it's like, which one will it be? And you have to intentionally make the decision to say yes to that opportunity. And this is what I know. When you say yes, when you step outside of that comfort zone and you say yes to an opportunity where it all all lines up with who you are, on the other side of that yes, there's another whole smorgasbord of opportunities, right? But if you didn't say that one yes, then you would have been limited. And and so it, it, it continues, it's a cycle, it's an ongoing journey to get to that next best place of your life by living on the other side of yes. And I would also say, and to add to that, it's the next yes. Like this is just, it's this, like Missy said, this, it's this ongoing cycle of that fork in the road of the yes or the no. And we're always saying yes to something because even when you say no, you're saying yes to something. So it's really deciding which yes am I going to say? Am I going to say yes, even though it's scary? Or am I going to say no, but I'm saying yes to staying where I am? So there's always a yes involved. I think it's choosing the right yes. That's a powerful perspective. You talk about choosing the, the right yes. I mean, I've, I know people, um, and, and I have that challenge sometimes, right? When you, you feel like you're, you're saying yes to everything. When is it important to draw or to find that balance between saying, okay, it's, it's yes, I want to do this, but let me, let, let me take a pause. Is, is there a balance? I mean, I think it's important just to make sure that it's an alignment, like with, with your core, your values, your morals, your integrity, but also, is it going to help you get closer to where you want to go? Because if you have this dream, this vision, and you really want to do it, but you don't say yes, well, that's really not in alignment. That's not congruent with getting to where you are. So yes, I absolutely believe that there's a balance, but I think the balance lies in also uh, trying to avoid shiny object syndrome because there could be a lot of things that are in alignment. So it's not always, I would say, an immediate yes. I think that there's a thought process and, and, you know, depending on your personality, that list of pros and cons but even if there are cons to the yes, that doesn't mean that you should be saying no, right? So I think first doing that gut check. Missy, what would you say about that? Well, I would say one of my favorite sentences is that, and it's from Oprah, no is a complete sentence. 
So it's okay to say no, right? I, I think that in general, people don't say no enough, yes. but it's the things that they are not saying yes to mm -hmm. that, that you have to examine. Got it. You know, from the time we are born and, and we're communicating, I believe you're told no 80% more of the time than you are yes in those developing years. And so we're really conditioned to go there with life, right? To, to, to focus on the no. And so it's okay to say no. I say no often because I choose my yeses carefully and strategically to serve those that I love, those that are around me, but also that, so that I can live fully in, in my passion and my purpose and my calling. And so it's okay to say no. But and I think it also, sorry, miss. I think it also goes back to identifying your why. What is that passion? What is that purpose? What is that calling and why? Because if you don't know the answers to those things, you don't know what to say yes to and what not to say yes. And you could be Such saying yes point. to all the wrong things. So I think really identifying that first, if you back it all up, right? living on the other side of yes, as long as it lines up with my passion, my purpose, my goals, my vision, my morals. You've got to know where you stand with those first. That makes perfect sense. I mean, you, you have to be intentional, right, about, yes. about, about what you say yeses to. Without and question. One of, the, one of the challenges for, for a lot of people really is, uh, is, is the things that hold us back, one of which is fear. <laughs> I, uh, Martin Luther King, the late Martin Luther King Jr. that that'll laugh so much. Is this faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase? What 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 are your thoughts about that one? Oh, we love that one. We and say one it a lot. The, yeah, we say it a lot. And one of the reasons I think too, and and you know, as working with John Maxwell and having great mentors in our lives, what I've learned is it doesn't matter what the rest of the staircase looks like if you don't take that first step you don't even get to find out if the staircase goes straight up or if it's one of those spiral staircases or if it's a staircase to heaven or a staircase to a dead end, right? If you don't even take that first step, what does it matter what the rest of the steps look like? You'll never get there. And the other part of that is by the time you get to the top, there it could be a staircase that goes off in two different directions. Yes. And your hundredth step could be very different when you get there than what you think it's going to be anyway. So it really is all about taking that first step, regardless of what the rest of them look like. Yeah. And let me tell you, Fred, for Macy to be at the point in her life where she can say that it is a miracle because she has always been right. The girl Macy, she wanted to see that whole That's staircase right. and she's learned to abandon that and to have the awareness of where am I now? Where do I, what's the next best step I need to do? That next yes. Um, and I, I mean, I've grown there as well, but Macy tends to be one of these really analytical, have to have the answer to all the questions. And so she's an inspiration as she shares this because it is, it's outside of her comfort zone. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I would say it wasn't necessarily, or at least I didn't recognize it as a fear thing. Like I wasn't afraid to take the steps, I but I just felt better knowing all of the steps. And now it's like, I can know all the steps and there's no way that step 100 is going to be what step 100 is going to be by the time I get there. So I've really adopted too. I think the mindset of done is better than perfect. 
I've just got to take the first step to get done, to take the next step to get done. To it doesn't need to be this perfect tied up in a you know pretty box with a bow in order for it to be the right thing. So Macy, are there, what helped you? I mean, and I know there are a lot of people and I'm that too, to some extent, right? We want to, you know, figure it all out, analyze it, have all the options, know when, you know, find out all the, cross all the T's and dot all the I's, sure. when that, how do you, how do you move from, if this is something that you, maybe it's a part of your personality and there's really nothing wrong with that, but how do you, how do you make the, that adjustment, right? For someone who's, this is just how I am. I just like to have all the answers. I just like to know everything, right? I mean, right. and I know that to know that would, would, would make faith null and void, right? We can't have all the answers. We of don't course. know what tomorrow makes, but we have to be able to, to step out in faith some, somewhat. But there are a lot of folks who are trapped, right, in that, in that quagmire, in that quicksand of wanting to know everything. How do they make that adjustment from, you know, being able to step away from, from where they are, to trust the unknown, to trust that, like, I'm going to take that step, and if I fail, gosh, I learned something, and I'm going to try again. How do you make that shift? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a couple of things, uh, depending on what side of the coin you look at. One of them, for sure, is growing your faith. I mean, that is a practice, and that is something that I am intentional about every single day, seven days a week, is working and growing on my faith, because I think that we can move away from that. And I think that there is a lot of, there is a lot at stake and we do have to, we do have to rely on faith for sure. So faith is definitely one thing, but then there are people out there who are successful and who are doing things that are not necessarily faithful people. And that's okay too. I would say you have to surround yourself with people who know more than you do in this area. And I have been blessed with that in my life. I mean, my husband is not one to plan things, <laughs> things out. Um, so, you know, kind of having that in my court and say, come on, let's do it. Let's try it. Those kind of things. But also I have amazing mentors who for the past six years have been pouring into me. I've invested in mentorship so that I could have people that are experts in this area to help me work through this area. Cause I am not an expert in this. I try to live it out but I need to have people pouring into me, showing me the way and letting me know that it's okay. And it's, it is hard work. Um, it's not, it doesn't come easy, but it is something, as you had mentioned before, I'm, I'm definitely intentional about. How about you, Missy? I, I've interviewed quite a few people who've all shared that at some point in their lives um, to help them overcome whatever challenge they were going through, they had, they had a support system, whether they were mentors, whether they were parents, whether they were friends, just people they could count on to get them across the bridge, right? How important is it, uh, Missy, to have some support system, whether they're mentors, whether they're counselor, whoever, faith leaders, whoever, how important is that in helping you get over to, to, that other, to that side of yes? I think perhaps it's one of the single most important parts of that equation, right? Who you surround yourself is who you become. You are the sum of the people that you surround yourself with. And so I, I think anytime we are stretching and growing, 
that there's going to be people, Macy always, and I, Macy, you can say it, right, that you have to leave behind because you're moving forward. Macy, what do you always say? I'm not yeah. going to take your line. No, it's okay. I always say that I'm on the bus moving forward mm -hmm. and I will open the door for you. You can come with me. You want to come on this bus, this growth journey, moving forward to our goals, to our dream. You could come with me, but I am not yes. stopping and I am not slowing down. Hop on with me. I'll take you with me, but it, we're going. We are just moving in that direction. And so you've got to be surrounded by people with that same mindset, right? You, you, because you have to feed your faith and starve your fear, Fears. right? And, and so if you are, are surrounded by people who are, are not speaking life into you, your dreams, and, and moving forward to become your best self, you truly are, um, you're either going forward or backward, right? And so you, you want to have people on the bus moving forward with yeah. you. And, and I like that so much because I, I think the other side of, of it is people who are so either so attached to the people in their lives or to the surroundings that they feel like leaving them behind or basically to your point, jumping on that bus and moving forward and leaving those behind uh, it's, it's so difficult. They feel like, no, I can't leave. I'm, I'm just, I might as well just stay. And so they end up staying where they are because the people around them, whether it's psychologically, mentally, somehow they just want to stay where the other people. Now, how do you break away from that? You know, even risking being, being ridiculed or, or being called names or what, how, how do you make that detached? Because for a lot of people, it's, it's oh, without it's question, rough, right? it's difficult. Yeah. Is there I mean, ways to, it takes courage. I mean, I think it takes a lot of courage and practice to really be in that mindset of, I'm going to get to the point at some point, it doesn't matter what people think about me. And I always say, you know, people are fearful of what other people are going to say and think about them, but people are going to say and think about you, whatever they're going to say and think about you, whether you stay with them or whether you move forward with them, or if you're leaving them behind, People are going to do and say what they say and do about you, we all know has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. So at some point, you have to hopefully muster up the courage and say, and I think it goes back to Missy's point of you've got to surround yourself, even if it's someone pulling and dragging you towards that goal and, and pouring belief into you, you you've, got to, you've got to break away. You've got to find a way to have that. And if it is courage that you need, to have that courage and just do the thing. If I can piggyback on that, I absolutely believe courage is a necessity, but I'll tell you, I think you've got to have the awareness. Mm. You know, I think so many people, Fred, to your point, they're just in that comfort zone, right? They're, they're going through the routine, routine of life and, and they don't, they're not even aware that their routine has become a rut. Yeah until all of a sudden they wake up and something like COVID or something, God forbid, a relationship falls apart or you lose a, a job or it, it's like we wait for something really Major. tragic to happen. And then we look around and we say, how did I get here? Right? And so it, it, it's an awareness. And so hopefully, you know, even by hearing this, someone is stopping and thinking like, where am I on that staircase? And they look around to see where they are and then they take the courage. Yeah. Yeah.
that 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 awareness, uh, Missy, I, I think is spot on because I I think that really solves a lot of it. You can't live in ignorance. You can't live in live in oblivion. You've got to know what brought you here. I think it's one of the chapters in my upcoming book. What what brought you here? How did you get here? And I think if you don't know the actions and the decisions that brought you to where you are, you're not going to be able to move from that point to where you want to be. So I think that awareness is key. Uh, can, can you can you build awareness? I mean, how do you become? Aware? Oh, I think so. <laughs> I think you absolutely can. I think I don't know that you can do it again by yourself. I think that you have to have people in your life that can help you hold that mirror. I mean, there are books, right? You could, if you're going to really do something by yourself, of course you can. But I really think, and that's why, you know, especially the John Maxwell team is is so valuable for people because I think oftentimes, Fred, it's the we don't know what we don't know. That's right. People yeah, like Missy exactly. said are living this life that they don't even realize that they are stuck in a rut until someone brings this up. Then they're like, oh, or they see an ad on Facebook or they're having a conversation with a friend or, or one of those things that they realize, hey, they're talking about me. And so I think that just surrounding yourself and also I would say being open, mm, being open yeah. to the idea that where I am is not necessarily where I am going to live and where I'm meant to be. Because we could be living in a space that we are not meant to be. And, it, and then it goes back to that awareness, that courage, all of these things we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. are, are there any um, specific examples of instances in, in either of your lives where you said yes, even when you're afraid? And, and, and how did you overcome that? Yeah, I mean, I, I can give a great example of several years ago, three and a half years ago, my husband said, I want to quit my job to start a nonprofit. Okay. And oh, by the way, it's a nonprofit that everybody is going to be on volunteer. There will be nobody getting paid. Mm. Was I afraid? Of course. I mean, he was making a very good income working, but I also knew, and this I will say for sure, it was all this mentorship over the past six mm. years. I knew that the reward would be greater than the risk. Mm. And I knew that he, what he wanted to do was fulfilling his passion and purpose. How could I deny him of that? And if it didn't work out, he could go get a job anywhere, really. I mean, we've been in this, in this situation before where things don't work out and you figure it out. Um, so was I afraid? Heck yeah, I was afraid. But there's, what do you always say, Missy, when you, blessing is on the other side of obedience. So if you're obedient to that calling, if you're obedient to that voice that's nudging you to say, it's going to be okay, the blessing is going to come. And, and this nonprofit that he's had for several years, it's been a blessing to him. It's been a blessing to my family. It's been a blessing to the kids in our community. So has it been easy? No. But would I do it again in a heartbeat? Without question. Mm. Yeah. How about, how about you, Missy? Well, Fred, I, I grew up wanting to be a school teacher. Right, it's all I ever wanted to do, and I, I loved it. I, I I taught for 15 years, and I loved it. And 15 years into my career, they were grooming me for administrator and for for some opportunities. My husband gets a call out of the blue for us to move, and my my kids were at an age where I thought, gosh, I don't know if I can go back in the classroom and and give everything to them that I have been giving. So this five foot two, very non-athletic girl 
buys a basketball franchise for children that is literally just launching, no success to back it up, but I just felt like it was the right thing to do. And I remember telling my husband, because he was like, well, you know, I'm getting a promotion. I want to feel that promotion. And here you're talking about, you know, not going back into the classroom with a J-O-B. It was scary, right? And I looked at him and I said, I, I feel so strongly about it that if we decide that this is that next step, and, and it's not going like we think it's going to go, right? If it, it, it doesn't go as fast or grow as, as we think it should. You know, I'll go back to, and I'll sub a few days a week while I build that business. And, you know, anybody that knows me or grew up with me gets tickled that I, I lead a program that's a basketball franchise for children. But when you, when you know it's right and you have that feeling, and I had it in my gut, you know, you move forward. And I'll tell you, Fred, 15 years of owning that franchise, and I've, I've been one of the number one franchises in the, in the nation year after year after year. It's outside my comfort zone. It was a big risk, but we have impacted the lives of thousands of kids in our community, and my own family life has been changed by stepping from a teaching role and a job to an entrepreneurial role and it was a it was a big it was a big yes moment wow but but then you knew in your heart right and, and yeah well your, your husband you there is that knowing in your heart that this this is what i'm called to do and i think that kind of drowns out everything else right i'm sure you had people who are like what what in the world are you doing i mean leave sure. job and, go. and there are so many instances of people quitting their jobs and and we question them what are you doing i mean are you even are you crazy people, right are you crazy <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I think that really also helps right to 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 make that tr that transition into living on the other side of yes there is that knowing and and, and i think training yourself to listen to that voice i mean mm. how, how easy is that well, I, I don't think, I, I think, unfortunately, for many people, um, I, I don't think it's easy. I think many people get stuck. They have that, they hear that voice, they feel it in the gut, there is that knowing, and they still don't do it. Because there's always this choice of faith or fear, faith or fear, faith or fear. Do I have faith or am I fearful? Do I have faith or do I fear, you know, am I fearful? And, and it, there's always a fork in the road. Missy, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, no, it's not going to be easy. But as Macy was talking about her husband and as I talked about my big decision, right, it's worth it. it, it it's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people expect it to be easy. You know, I think a oh, lot sure. of people will say, oh, well, if I'm going to do the thing that I'm passionate about, it'll be easy because you hear that saying, if you do the thing you love, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Oh, it's work. Yeah. It may not feel like work because it feels really good and you know that you're living and, and you feel fulfilled. It's a lot of work. And I think people expect that, oh, I love it. It's going to be easy. And I think sometimes when we do things that are our passion projects, it's a lot harder sometimes even work-wise than it is when you do something like a J-O-B. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. And I, this, this is a great discussion. I know we could go on and on, but I want to be respectful of time here. But, but, but there, there's people watching right now um, who maybe someone watching who, who wants to take that step. They know they need to make that step 
to go to the other side of the yes, but somehow it's either there's that fear, maybe there's someone there are naysayers, and any words of encouragement from, from both of you to someone who may be watching right now, who knows that they need to make, they know, they can feel it, just probably like, like you, Missy, right? They, they know this is what they're called to do, but somehow they're either questioning themselves, second-guessing themselves, or someone might have said something to them that may, may be watering down those dreams, right? What would you say to that person watching? This could be a life-transforming moment, some, something that someone just needs to hear right now to help them uh, walk into that, that purpose or, or, or destiny. Any, any words of advice for, for someone? Wanting so to I, have, I have two things that I'll, I'll say. The first is just do it, do it now. That's Just what I was it. thinking in my head. You know, that comes from John Maxwell's 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, with, which Missy and I teach quite a lot. And in there, he talks about just do it, do it now. Because, or else you could talk yourself out of it, right? right. So it would be that. And then the other thing is there's always a choice whether you're going to live fearfully or faithfully. But faith and fear cannot coexist. And you get to decide which one you want to do. You know, do you want to live your life full of faith or do you want to live your life full of fear? And only you are the one that can decide. And our hope always is that people will choose faith over fear. Yeah. And, and I guess to piggyback on that, what I would say is a lot of times people have trouble choosing because they're scared it's a mistake. And Macy and I had a client that shared with us this once that we've never forgotten. Mistakes are seldom fatal. Mm right? And, and so, yes, you'll make a mistake, but mistakes become that, that the paving stones to success. And, you know, I can remember when, when my husband and I decided that I would do the franchise and, and I looked at him and I said, honey, you know, if we have to eat beans and rice for a little while, we'll eat beans and rice for a little while. And, you know, we didn't have beans and rice one time, Fred, except when I asked my husband to make me some red beans and rice because I was craving it, right? But I was prepared to make that sacrifice. I was, I was open to making the mistakes because I wanted what was on the other side. Yeah. And that's a powerful perspective because if you see it that way, that, that even the mistakes are stepping stones for success. Yeah, embrace them. Yeah, once you change that mindset or once you see it differently, everything else changes. Mm. Right? And yeah. not even embrace them, but I would also, in addition to embrace them, expect them. Mm. Yes. <laughs> expect mistakes because they are going to happen. And if you go into that openly expecting that there will be some bumps in the road, you are less likely to be disappointed when they do happen. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and even considering what we're going through right now, well, I think we can end on this note, but you know, the, the, and we don't want to minimize it. I say this all the time, but there, there, there are people generally without jobs. There, there are people who are, who've lost lives. I know people personally who've lost family members and we're not minimizing this in anything, but is there anything to be learned from, from what we're going through right now? Yes, we see the stats, we see the death tolls rising, we see all this chaos globally. What can we make out of this, out of this crisis? Where, where is the silver line or how can someone see the silver lining in what we're going through right now? Hey, Mace, I'll take that and you okay. can, you can sure. kind of wrap it up because one of the things that comes to mind right now is a follow-up of what I said earlier. You know, yes, there's a lot of bad things going on, but right now people are taking a pause in their life, right? Things around us have, slow, have slowed down to the point where 
we can sit and examine where we are. Are, are you where you want to be right now? Is this the life that you feel 100% called to, that you wake up with that passion and that enthusiasm for what the day brings? And so no matter what's going on around you, take this time right now to, to look inward and look onward because tomorrow's coming, right? We will get through this. And, and when we are on the other side of the pandemic, of our current situation, will you be, will we be on the other side of it becoming a better version of ourselves or, or one that gets right back into the rut of life? So take this time for you, for those you love, and, and evaluate where you are reassess where you want to be. Look, we're not going to come out on the other side in a, in a whole new place. We can't change our destination overnight, but we can change our direction right now, today. Yeah. And I would also add, there's opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. And there are people thriving. And I think, again, when we think about the choices that we have, we have a choice to say, how can I get better right now? Where do I want to go after this is over? And what am I doing in this moment to help me get there? Because if we were to wave a magic wand, most people probably don't want to go back to the way things were because they're not living in their passion and purpose. So as Missy said, right now, is, this is a beautiful moment that we can do new things, try new experiences, create different memories, build better relationships but seek the opportunities and also understand and have the awareness that this isn't, this is an opportunity. It's a problem. Of course, we're not, like you were saying, Fred, we're not downplaying the fact that we're, that this is a problem, but it's a mindset shift. Is it a problem? And where is the opportunity within this problem? Very powerful words there. And I, uh... I want to thank you both. I want to thank you, uh, Missy Washam, for coming on time with Fred and sharing those. I, I trust that someone watching tonight's gone. I certainly got some, something out of it. Um, even the mistakes are, are stepping stones, and you've got to expect them, right, to, to Macy's point. So, and I think once you get this, everything else changes. Change. And, and to you, Missy, for, for coming in and sharing those powerful nuggets. I want to thank you both for coming on time with Fred. Agreeing uh, that the, the pleasure has been mine. I, and to you listeners, right, for allowing us into your homes and for, for sticking with us, I trust that you got something out of this. Uh, again, until next time, just want to ask you to stay safe and, and live on the other side of the earth. No matter what the fears may be, no matter what may be holding you down, take that step, you know, like, like Mr. did. You may just not know what may be ahead of you waiting uh, for you on the other side of the earth. So take that step and trust that um, you, you, will, you will come out regardless of how there's going to be valuable lessons that you're going to be learning out of this again thank you ladies for coming on tonight thank, thank you yeah. thank you thank so you. much god thank bless you. Bye. Bye. Bye.